Hi, you're listening to 48 Minutes, and this is Tim Kittrow from NBA Jam. Ooh, boom, shakalaka. Wanted to come with it, done it, we got it with punishment Youngest is confident, but they hear the what we coming with Others in love with the drug and this family is running it Long as the public is coming, then we keep them loving it What's up everybody? Or should I do how Sean does when I'm not here? What is up, everybody? <laughs> what is up, everybody? Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> so excited to be back for this week's edition of the Bench Mob here on the 48 Minutes Basketball Network, which if you've been paying attention to the bench to the 48 Minutes crew on the socials, you know now we officially have merchandise. We Finally. have merch, baby. Did you follow Taylor Bergfeld's betting advice this year and lose money? We have a shirt for that. <laughs> do you love ben brown calling paul pierce a dry snitch we have a shirt for that hey get your dry snitch shirts. let's go and we also of course have 48 minutes network t-shirts hoodies joggers i gotta get a pair of joggers i don't have a, oh, i don't yeah. have it yet um absolutely and a few, few more things coming so go to 48 minutes basketball network.merchmake.com support the pod support the network Show some love to us. We're definitely appreciated. I am Tim Daniel. Uh, very excited for this show as we're getting ready for round two, conference semi time of the NBA playoffs. Uh, we are without Sean Mackey tonight. Um, he is stuck moving a washer and dryer out of someone's house tonight. So thoughts and prayers with Sean Mackey on this evening. Hey, man, shout out to your boy. Hey, when, when your friends call, I guess you got to answer. But moving a washer and dryer, eh? He Man. did it when we moved from my condo to my house. He moved my washer and dryer for me, so he's good at is that. It, his, is that his thing? Man, like, is he he the washer dryer be, guy? <laughs> <laughs> he's got the straps and stuff. He'd be locking in like that. <laughs> yeah, got to make sure absolutely. that water pressure. He's right. like, you, you got a dolly? Are you good? You got, you got the he's strap, like, the I am the dolly. Right. <laughs> got to make sure those water connections are good. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So without Sean and I, but we do have the other two of the crew with us. My man, 100 grand, Trap Money Benny himself, Mr. Ben Brown. What's good? What's good, man? Good to see you back after a week hiatus. Trap Money, um, huh? So, oh, yeah. So <laughs> get that bread, son. Get that bread. So, but yeah, um, here to talk NBA, man. It's the best time of the year. We got the draft on. We've got NBA playoff basketball. Um, so let's let's get it. Yeah. And of course, Ben, if you could please uh, do this introduction. Absolutely. My man, my brother. My number one, my ace Buku, Joshua, Odellis, Pharrellis, Montellis, Overzealous, Hayes. What's good, my brother? Rocking your Rod Woodson for the hey, draft. Just, uh, you know, we talk NBA basketball, but, you know, that NFL draft night is, is one of the biggest nights of the year. So I had to represent the team while we was up on here. Oh, Although, yeah. if you guys aren't paying attention, I do see Tim over there with a with an orange shirt on, which is kind of cool because. Actually, wearing a blue um, shirt. Oh, is it Bulls? Oh, it looks it looks yeah. orange from where I'm sitting. It's my lighting like, in my room. Ben does have like, a blue shirt on. I do. And unlike most years, Tim will have to stay up past midnight to watch the Bengals pick. I know. Pick I know. I'm not used to this. Because like, usually this? their pick is done by now. Yeah, the last, I know, I'm like, the last couple cool. years, they've already picked. Yeah. Oh, man. The Giants got Kayvon Thibodeau? I like that. Yeah. I okay. like that. Yeah, the Giants I'm, I'm are on the see. clock again. Go yeah, they, they, had the, they had the five and the seven. Go get Kyle Hamilton here now. Just, just I hope. Defense. 
Yeah. Load the defense. But that's another sport. <laughs> that's another sport. So we will obviously, if you want to keep up with that, check out the Josh and Ben's personals. Uh, because when they're here, they're required. It's mandatory. We talk hoops, obviously. No one else, nothing else. Uh, so we're going to start the show with um, our exit interviews for the teams who have so far been eliminated from the NBA playoffs, uh, which at this moment is just two. Um, granted, as we're recording this, Toronto is down 23 points to the Sixers um, in the end of the, near the end of the third quarter. So let's start with, obviously, the team that everyone's talking about, the Brooklyn Nets, getting swept by mm. the by the Boston Celtics. Let me reiterate that. Swept. Mm. Preseason title favorites swept. The Western mm. Conference preseason title favorites finished 15 games under 500. It's this is betting favorites, I should say. Betting favorites. Right. Um but obviously just a crazy year how everything worked out. Um Brooklyn goes down 4-0. Obviously had a crazy dramatic full year. Um could not stop myself from laughing when Kyrie Irving <laughs> has that interview, his, his last uh, media session. He goes, Yeah, I was really, I uh, felt like I was, it was such a distraction when I wasn't able to play. I'm like, Oh, oh, really, Kyrie? Distraction? Right. You don't say. Um, you know, but like Josh and I were talking in the group text the other night during the during game four. It was like when like things were just like looking bad and their backs were against the wall. They just completely forgot about spacing. They were like, nope. Yeah. Everyone just stand somewhere and give the ball to Durant. And obviously that's not how you win. There's obviously the big cloud that Ben Simmons just is like, ah, I just feel like collecting a paycheck. I mean, I dated a Kardashian. I saw that they didn't have to do anything for money, so I'm gonna do the same thing. Oh, um, gosh. <laughs> so <sighs> yeah, obviously the exit interview for the Brooklyn Nets. Positives. They have Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Correct. Negatives. Well, and and Seth Curry. I do like Seth Curry. Negatives. The rest of that roster sucks. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead, Joshua. I was saying they're gonna get Joe Harris back next year. That's big. um that's huge for them. I, I don't know about the whole Ben Simmons thing. Um, I like their roster. I I think that they just needed to. They needed more time to play together. Once we realized that that they didn't have no cohesiveness, like it was just going to be a struggle for them. And unfortunately for them, they had they got knocked into a play-in game where they had to play the number one seed. And you know, if it's a four-five matchup, or you know, they were playing Atlanta in the first round, or you know, um, if they had got the Bulls, as much as I hate to say it, like about the Hawks too. Um, yes. we would have, we probably would have seen them kind of get their act together and they probably would have been a little bit scarier in the second round, but, um, without Joe Harris, without Ben Simmons, um, you know, and, and the other thing is, I don't think people realize that the series was actually a lot closer than being swept. I mean, they only lost by an average of four, it was like 4.2 points a game, you know, for the series. So it wasn't like they were getting blown out, but they just couldn't make plays down the, down the stretch because, you know, they went straight ISO ball with two guys, and you can't win like that. You just yeah. can't. Josh, you're such a nuts apologist. I love it. <laughs> no, I, I I agree with that, Josh. Um, and I agree with you, Tim. I mean, you do have two building blocks that are two of the top 15 players in the in the world, with Kyrie and Kevin Durant. Um, we always said this from the beginning that this roster was clunky, um, that it didn't fit well. Um, 
there were things on there, you know, you know, there were there were people on their roster and things on their roster that just didn't fit. Um, and you kind of saw that uh, towards the end. And when it got to the end, they were trying to plug and part pieces in that you knew, like, I mean, at some point, Blake Griffith was getting minutes there at some, in, you know, in those last couple of games, and, you're like, yeah. And, and crunch time and crunch time. You're like, you're like, hold on, Blake, hold on. You've sat Blake Griffith all, all this time. And now he's getting minutes. So that you could tell Steve Nash was grasping at straws. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it is his first year as a head coach. You did have the Harden, you know, the Harden trade. Then you had the Ben Simmons thing. You've got Kyrie, you know, uh, he's in, he's out. Kevin Durant got hurt at some point in the stretch of the season. So, I mean, you had so many different things going on with the with the Brooklyn Nets, on top of the fact that they were favored to win the East um, and were in the playing game. So, you had a lot of different aspects going on with the, with the, with the Brooklyn Nets. Um, they never – I don't think they ever really um, got a cohesive flow. Um, and I don't care how good uh, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving are. The Boston Celtics were playing at a, such a higher level going into that series of cohesiveness, um, and, and those guys were playing so well at the time that that you know it, it was probably the worst case scenario for the Brooklyn Nets. Kind of like what Josh said, um, it was probably the worst case scenario for them because Celtics were probably the hottest team in the East, East going into the playoffs, um, and, and then you you know you're you're playing you got a. a you know, you're not playing scrubs. You're playing Jason Tatum, who was on fire. You're playing Jalen Brown. You're playing Marcus Smart, who's defense player of the year. Um, you know, you're getting com- contributions from everybody on the floor there. So, you know, for Brooklyn, I would just like to see them clean up their roster. They got to figure out what they're going to do with Ben Simmons. Um, you know, you got to find some other guys that can play quality minutes um, that you can rely on and can be there consistently. Um, I, Claxton. I mean, uh, yeah. yeah, that being one, that being one of them, absolutely. So I, I think they've got to, yeah, they've got to find some. They've got to find these pieces, get them minutes, get them cohesive, um, and then you got to figure out the Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. When we get in trouble, we go ISO ball and go crazy. Like, like sometimes that's going to work, but sometimes that's not. And in this series, it didn't work. You know, they got down, they were struggling, and they're like, oh, let's just get KD the ball. Sometimes that's great because KD is one of the best players in the world. But when KD's going four four for 14 and he's missing shots down the stretch, like, that's that's not a good plan. And it's funny you say that, Ben, because that whole entire game, I'm probably one of the biggest KD fans out there, and I kept saying, why does Kyrie not have the ball right now? Like, you could tell Kyrie could have been on a mission, like, Every time they did give him the ball and he got some space, like to the bucket, you know, he got a shot off and he shot well from the floor. He just didn't, he didn't have enough shots that game. Yeah. And he should have had the ball in his hand more. And KD probably should have took a little bit of a back step. He was missing. He was forcing. I mean, he was turn like uncharacteristic turnovers. Um, yeah. But he, but he was good at, he, he was actually good at having the ball in his hand and making plays like passing the ball to others. So you see mm-hmm. that's working, like use that to your advantage and, not feel like you have to be the guy when you actually have somebody else that can take the pressure off you when you aren't hitting shots. And he right. didn't do that with Kyrie. It almost, there was almost points on the floor. Where I was like, Kyrie kind of looks pissed off because he's not getting the rock, you know, and yeah. he probably should have had it a little more. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. going to go ahead and point this out. Kyrie Irving, now since leaving Cleveland, is yet to play past the second round. 
Mm. So just, mm. just just throwing that out there for all this, all these people out here that say Kyrie Irving's a winning basketball player. Just, just yeah, that's a tough. That's a tough stat. Yeah, yeah. That's a tough stat. You Pretty can brutal. be great. You can be great, and I guess not be, not be clutch or win in the clutch or it whatever. Takes a team, it takes a team to win. It does. Right. It does. But he's one that likes to burn teams down. So he does. He's Seth Rollins in this building. Right. He is. Yeah. Absolutely. So, all right. That brings us to the Atlanta Hawks. I totally forgot about that at the end of the episode. Um, mm-hmm. Which, before we get into talking about the Hawks and like their exit interview, um, let me just say real quick. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> oh man, I love it. Love it. Oh, let, hold on. Let's get into your let's get into your disdain of the Hawks. All right, one. Cuz Young's a fake tough guy. He's a fake ass tough guy. Okay. Fraud. Number 2. Stop comparing him to Steph Curry. He's not Steph Curry. He will never be Steph Curry. Ever. Ever. Hey, I, I will say amen to that. Absolutely. Last year was a fluke. Ben Simmons handed them the Eastern Conference final trip. Handed it to them. They are not built to be a contender. They have never been built to be a contender. Like, not since when? Since Bud was there? Since Bud was yeah. the coach? When they were the one seed and they lost to Cleveland? Yeah. Like, I like parts of their team. I really like DeAndre Hunter. Um, I think he's a really good role player in the NBA. I really like John Collins. And Trey Young is a great talent. But he's so focused on his whole bowing and me, 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 and all this bullshit, and they lose. Mm-hmm. And they lost bad. And I loved every moment of it. So now let's get to the Hawks, guys. Yeah, I think I, you pretty I, much summed it up. Come on, I was going to say, yeah, pretty, I, I think, yeah, I think, I think you, got, I think you, got the nail on the head there, Tim. I think we're good here. I think you're good. Yeah. No, I, I, I would agree with that. I, I think that, um, I, I, I can't say that I dislike Trey Young because I don't dislike him because I do think he's a decent player. Um, I do think there are stretches of times in this series, um, where. He doesn't make great decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, he he had a high turnover rate in that playoff. He had, he averaged almost six and a half turnovers a game in that series, um, and only averaged fifteen points a game in the series. So there's got to be something said about you being the leader and the guy, um, and you're averaging almost half of your points to turnovers. Like that's that's something's got to be said for that. Um, Trey Young has to be better if they're going to be better. Um, I do like DeAndre Hunter. Um, I like Bogdanovich. I thought he played well in the series. Um, I, I, you know, I think John Collins. You know, I think I don't think John Collins played as well as he has. Um, yeah, I agree. During the season, he did not play well during that 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 series. Um, so, I, I, you know, I don't know as far as exit in- interview. Um, I do think, you know, Gallinari, I, I like him, but he's kind of older talent. Um, I think you've got to add 
um, a couple other wing pieces. We've talked about this before. It's very difficult for your best player to be the point guard. It's usually the wing. It's usually a guy like LeBron, Kevin Durant. Now, I can't say it can't happen because, of course, we've watched John Morant just take over games. We're not, I, I'm not saying it doesn't happen. Hold but I'm saying it's very difficult for that guy to do it alone without having other pieces. Um, I do think another year for uh, for Hunter and another year for Collins, but they're going to have to get other pieces in there, um, like wing talent. Um, I liked Capella. Capella played played well this year. Yeah. Um, but they, they, they've got to find some other pieces there. Um, and, and in those type of situations – your, your stars had to play better. Trey Young has to play better, especially if you're going to bow and you're going to do all the other antics. You've got to shoot the ball better. You've got to have less turnovers. you got to play better. And John Collins has to show up. He's too much of a talent to only average nine points in the series. That, that can't happen. Yeah. Like, cool, Trey Young, you beat Cleveland. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't think it helps either that they were playing Miami. No. And Miami defensively, there were parts. There were parts of that series where defensively, Miami looked like they were the best defensive team of the decade. I know, I know the decades only. I'm talking about since 2010, but um, I mean, was it one, of, on, was it one of you all that sent a clip? Was it one of you all that sent a clip where he got Trey Young was on, had Jimmy Butler guarding somebody said a screen, then Bam Adebayo stepped up to guard him, then somebody else said a screen. And like Old Depot picked him up. He's like, oh my gosh, like I can't get away from anybody. Like it was like, I'm like, just three great defenders. Like there's nothing you can do about it. Go ahead, Josh. Shout out Old Depot in that series, man. Yeah. 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 Stepped up big. Stepped up big. Um, we all know Old Depot's a talent, man. He's been hurt. Sure. And yeah. uh, I think he's starting to come around. He could be big for them coming off the bench in the playoffs. Yeah. If, Absolutely. If Jimmy or Lowry or somebody's having a bad night, you know, he can step in off the bench and and I think that closeout game he had like twenty three or twenty five or something yeah. like that. Like he definitely yeah, showed he, up. He led him. He definitely led the way. Yeah, I mean, especially. I mean, it looks like all signs are pointing to they're playing the Sixers. So. Uh yeah, if, yeah. If you're looking at scores, yeah, it looks like they're playing the Sixers, which I'll we'll talk about that matchup. But. Yeah. Oh my God, Phoenix came back. Phoenix is up one. Oh, geez. Holy, how did they turn that? Oh, my God. The way that they turned it on. Unbelievable. Yeah. All right, we'll get to that. But, yeah, so the I meant to say this earlier with Brooklyn. Um, This is kind of if you're looking ahead. So, Brooklyn right now has the 23rd pick in the draft, which they got in the Harden trade from Philly. They mm-hmm. had the 17th pick, but I, funny enough, it goes to the Harden trade from Houston. So, the Rockets have the Nets pick, and the Nets have the Sixers pick. Okay. Um, so... Uh, guys, you can kind of look at for Brooklyn. Uh, could be kind of like, I don't know if they need like the freshman flashy rookie that like played one year of college ball. Um, I really like a guy for them like um, Christian Braun from Kansas, Wendell Moore from Duke, I think is an absolutely perfect fit for them. Um, and then the Hawks have the 16th pick in the first round. They also have a second rounder at 44. Uh, Tankathon has Jeremy Sokan from Baylor going to them there, who I really like okay. a lot. I think he's a really good player. Um, but I really want them to get like a big shooter, like someone that like, cause we know Capella's an awesome rebounder and a really good defender, but like Walker Kessler from Auburn with Trey young and Deandre Hunter in them would be like a beautiful fit. Um, okay. So kind of looking ahead there. Um, all right, Josh, I'm glad you're back from your 
technical difficulties because we're talking the Bulls now. Um, <laughs> obviously, I wouldn't say I'm disappointed. I'm bummed, you know, um, but we talked about it. Like, none of us expected them to win that series. Um, obviously, we were hyped we won a game because we were expecting to get swept. <laughs> DeRozan dropping 40 to win a playoff game against the defending NBA champs. Listen to how I'm romanticizing that to put mm-hmm. in context how we felt about this series. Look, mm-hmm. we're, we're not we're not far off. I don't think so. I really don't think we, we are. We get Lonzo back. Mm-hmm. Caruso. We get us another. We get us another big. You know, somebody that can help. I don't think Pat Williams is a true power forward in a sense that like he's a little, he's a tad undersized. I mean, but he can give you some offense here and there. We get that guy and then um, maybe another bench player that can give us a spark um, when we're golden. But I mean, you could tell not having Lonzo in that series hurt a lot. Oh, for um, sure. When you're counting on Caruso to be your point guard um, and, and, and you got DeRozan and, and I mean, you got those three guys kind of taking turns and, Really, Lonzo kind of – you could see the Bulls were different when Lonzo was on the floor, and he kind of set the pace, and it was different, and those guys could get the spots. And But I I like what we have. I don't think anybody needs to go. I don't want Sean coming on here talking about we need to trade uh, Vucevic um, for whoever it was. <laughs> right. But uh, like I said, we, we stay healthy. We get a big, we get a, a, a good power forward and, a, and maybe one more bench guy. And I think we're, we're ready to compete with anybody in the East. I will say, I fully suspect that Kobe White has played his last game as a bull. I cannot see a circumstance where they bring him back. Um, okay. Just too timid. Like, I mean, game one, he was awesome. Game one, he was really good. But like the rest of the series, he was just too timid and he just couldn't find a rhythm. Um, I I think they're going to want to look for guys who are more consistent off the bench. Um, I get what you're saying about Vooch. I'm not saying they should trade him because he had some really good stretches in this series. I think he was bad the last game, but I mean, we all knew they were out of it. And obviously they're playing without three of their big guards when Caruso, Lonzo and Levine are all out. Um, Key number one is obviously signing back Zach Levine. Maxim. Just do not let him walk. You still have money because you also you have all these other guys on rookie deals besides him, Demar, and Vooch. So like you're fine there. Um, Pat Williams. So is he a, is he a unrestricted? Unrestricted. Gosh, all man, signs you... point to he's coming back. Um, but there's but man, that's is... that's scary though because like, I mean, you, uh, you think Greg Popovich doesn't want Zach Levine? Exactly, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, like I mean, and they got they got money to burn. So. Yeah. You think like, Minnesota uh, wouldn't want Zach Levine back with Anthony Edwards and Cat and Hilo? Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like yeah. you said, I think Levine wants to be in Chicago. I think he knows they can win there. I was trying to think because he just signed his New Balance contract, and Chicago's not a huge New Balance area. So, um, you know, who is is unfortunately Boston. Don't even think about it. Oh, no. Nah. No. No, no, no. Um. Guys I really like for the Bulls. Josh said they really need an offensive power forward because I love Pat Williams, but I'm with you. I think he is more of – I think he's going to be the starting forward because they don't have a choice with DeBar and Levine. Um, but – and, you know, obviously Javante Green, who is really, really good on ball mm-hmm. defensively. Really like him. Um, ben, you'll like this one as a Buckeye. Mm-hmm. I want E.J. Liddell. 
I want EJ Liddell mm-hmm. so bad for this team to come off the bench, be the backup mm-hmm. four, just an offensive powerhouse in the Big Ten who can rebound, who can protect the rim. I mean, he's a little bigger than like Draymond, but he's so yeah. physical. Um, if the Bulls could somehow get EJ Liddell at 18, if they keep the pick, if they don't trade it somewhere, I'm all in. I love EJ. You Liddell. think he's there? Do you think he's there at that pick though? I do strictly because of his age. Um, I'm yeah, not he's saying, an older guy. Yeah, I'm not saying I would be shocked if he was taken at the end of the lottery, um, because you know there's certainly teams who could use his skill set, like a San Antonio, for example, um, or even an Atlanta. Um, which if that happens, that and Walker Kessler drops to the Bulls, I'm even happier. Um, but right. I think Liddell for where the Bulls will be picking, I think is a really just a perfect, perfect pick for them. Mm. I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah, I think he's really EJ Liddell, yeah. EJ Liddell, and, and you said Draymond Green, he reminds me a lot of, of Draymond. I mean, I don't think he's as good defensively, but but who is? He, but who is? Yeah. Draymond is, is special. He's a unicorn. Um, but he gives you mid-range. He gives you physical toughness. Um, he gives you a guy who can defend the paint. He gives you a guy um, who can step out and hit threes. He, I mean, he gives you a, a little bit of everything. So EJ Liddell would be a really good, really good pick. Yeah, I really like him a lot. Um, and then I guess should we just go ahead? Because, I mean, anything can happen. But with seven minutes to go, the Sixers are up 26 points. Should oh, we just yeah, go ahead next to interview the Raptors? Yep. yep, go ahead. Let me just ask you guys this first, um, because this has been a topic of conversation. I necessarily, and like, look, we know, we've heard me all year talk about Evan Mobley and how I love him, and I think he's tremendous. Um, and I think he's going to end up being, you know, an MVP. But mm-hmm. I'm not disappointed that Scotty Barnes got rookie of the year. I think with how it worked out where the Raptors were for sure in the playoffs and how much he helped them and like just that big turnaround they had post all-star break. Mm-hmm. I'm totally okay with him. Winning the, winning rookie he, of the year. he was the most consistent of all the rookies though. Like, you know, Mobley got hurt. Right. Uh, Cunningham came out late. Um, Giddy. Uh, huh? Yeah. Giddy came out late. Yeah. Green but, came in. Yeah. Green came on late. Giddy came on late. Um, other than, um, is it Franz in, uh, in Orlando who yeah. I thought played very well. I think he tailed mm-hmm. off towards the end of the season and Scotty Barnes was just consistent all year. Like if you right. look at the rookie rankings, he was top three the entire year. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think he really fell out of that spot and, um, he impressed me more than I thought he would, you know, Same. when I saw him at Florida state, I, I didn't think he was really that great of a shooter. Um, he, he definitely worked on that in the off season. Um, I mean, you can't really knock what he did. No, not at all. That's what I was trying to say. Like, I don't have an issue with him winning it, but I do think Mobley will end up being the best player in this draft. Uh, very similar uh, yeah. to Damian Lillard, Anthony Davis-esque, with Lillard getting the uh, rookie of the year. And we saw what Davis went on to do when he was healthy and able to play basketball, if that yeah. ever happens ever again. Um, but <laughs> as far as Toronto goes, I mean, obviously Siakam's there for a long time. They He signed that max, and he's still in the middle of that max deal. Um, Scotty Barnes, you have another building block on. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have a great coach in Nick Nurse. I mean, really mm-hmm. one of the best in the league. I don't think this is a team that's really too far away either. From Is there, back to is that there anybody that finds more talent than Toronto, though? 
The way that they use the G League is how I wish every single NBA team would use their G League team. Yeah. It's it's perfect. It seems like every year they got a guy that comes up that you don't really hear of, and then all of a sudden he's like, stardom. Yeah. You you know this as good as anyone. David Johnson is a member of the Toronto Raptors. Next year mm-hmm. he's probably going to end up being a 20-minute guy with nine points a game off their bench. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, just it's how they do it. Yeah, let me look at their where they're slot in the draft real quick. I don't have them off the top of my head. Toronto is currently slotted. Do they not have a first rounder. Oh no, Raptors do not have a first rounder. Really? Yeah, they have a second. They have an early second, um, which they can probably go get like a really good shooter off the bench there, mm-hmm. but. I, I really like what this team's doing. I think just their smarts and their front office is so talented. And like Josh said, the way they just find guys that they can plug in and play immediately and just be really helpful to what they want is really awesome. And I think they're tremendous. So I think it's a lot of just like with this team, it's a lot of like just I think I'm going to say like obviously look to get better because there's certainly going to be people yeah. who are interested, especially now that you can be back in Canada a little more freely. Um, after the with the pandemic kind of I shouldn't say over with that's terrible to say but like it's it's restrictions retre- it's, it's re- yeah and it's retreating a little bit yeah signing a little bit um but I think a lot of it's just kind of keep your core together and keep building like because I really think that like all these kids they have um they're really talented and as they get together but if they can find like a veteran point guard to lead them like you know, they brought Thad Young in, and obviously, you know, he's very helpful like, for every team. Like Kyle Lowry? No. <laughs> yeah. Like a Kyle Lowry. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's really all I really have to say about them. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what, I, like um, I was impressed with like them being able to fit like Trent Jr. into the mix and Me like too. how he would have some big games and you know, we knew um, Siakam missed some games early on, but, like, as he got into playing shape, I mean, he had a stretch where he was, like, insane. Yeah. And then OG, like, stepping up. Love OG. Um, even though he missed a lot of games. And, like you said, Scotty Barnes coming in as a rookie. You know, I think they had five guys average, you know, 15 points or more a game. I mean, that says a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, I like this team. I think they're going to be really good for a long time. And yep, I agree. They have a great front office who work, make who works and makes things happen. Whoever they get at thirty three, I know it's the second round. They're going to get some dude who's going to come in and get buckets. Yep. So they're they're a team that really trusts their system, and their system's very successful. So I get it. Um, last team that be eliminated that we have to do an extra view at this moment. Denver, the Denver Nuggets. The Denver Nuggets. <laughs> I think the obvious here is well, one is get healthy. Yeah. I think that's the that's, easiest that's one. The, that's the biggest one, man, honestly. Yeah. That's the biggest one. Yeah, because Jokic yeah. was tremendous. There's a reason he's an MVP candidate. There's a reason you know, he's in the top three. They were, they were after the first couple of games, I mean, he was getting kind of shredded about, like, he needs to do more. I was like, I don't know what more you can do than 31 and 13 and 6. <laughs> you know. know. He was hunted yeah. quite a bit in the Golden State series. They were, like, getting him in pick and rolls and – stuff like that but like that's also what they do so right. I don't that's, know that's really... what you say that's golden state i don't think they were just particularly going after Jokic, but yeah that's I like just the, what they do 
I like the pieces that they have, but like you said, when you bring back Porter Jr. and you bring back Murray, like mm-hmm. that's a whole different team right there. Like that, yeah, that 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 team right there should be able to compete with anybody in the West. Um, and I think it was good for them to have some of these guys get some playing time, like Bones Highland, like you know, he got a lot like of playing time and ended up being decent. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Austin Rivers may have found himself a spot somewhere finally where he doesn't get traded again. Um, as weird as it sounds, like they used him in the playoffs. Like Demarcus Cousins had a couple good games. Um, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know if he stays or not, but like the one that the one that tricks me all the time is Aaron Gordon because like there's times where I look at him, and I'm like, man, he's just a shell of himself. He's so old. Like, dude's 26. Like, <laughs> yeah. like he, feel, he, should be he in feels the, forever old though. You're right. right. <laughs> he should be in the prime of his basketball career right now. And mm-hmm. I feel like he's on, I feel like he's out there with LeBron somewhere, just like back, like about to be like on the edge of it, about to be done. <laughs> I'm like, dang, at 26, like for real, man. Uh, like Jeff Green, Jeff Green moves Gordon. better than you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. For him being this super athletic dunker, his lateral movement is very, very frustrating. Yeah. See, I, I really think with them, it's just get healthy. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe try to find another guy to kind of take the load off a of joker um but yeah they get that's those two guys murray back. yeah but that's we, we, murray. Saw, we saw flashes of porter jr porter jr being able to step yeah. up and maybe takes that next step so um imagine if those three were together and then you know they're looking very similar like what golden state looks like right now with how they've been able to get everything they wanted out of jordan pool and then some yeah yeah uh, yep I wonder if that lineup's going to work so well next round. Uh, it would work. The maps are kind of big. Yeah, that were there. But Phoenix, I think they're going to have to go back to Jordan Poole coming off the bench. Yeah. Unless New Orleans pulls this miracle off, which, I mean, they've, they've played so well that it's possible. It is possible. Yeah. They're up three into the third. Yeah. Are they are they a different team with Zion out there? Or does he like is he if he's healthy, does he help that team? Not defensively. No, I was gonna say defensively, I don't think so. But um I don't know. Look, here's what I'm gonna say about it. The franchise player for the Pelicans is on the court. Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That guy's amazing. He's he been has so been good. better than so many stars this postseason. Yep, yep. He's been so good. I know the hey, listen. I know we we talk about this all the time. I know the Lakers. I know the Lakers got a championship out of it. I know they did. I, I can't take away from the fact that it was a weird situation where they played in a weird spot, and you know, but they won regardless. They they won a ring out of it. Yeah, the banner's hanging. Does that make up for what they gave up to get that one ring, to know what they're about to head into probably for the next X amount of years? Because I don't see them winning another one. I think it does. Um, I think if, if it's all about winning a title, they want a title. You know, if, it was, if getting LeBron James is all about winning a championship, they accomplish that. You're right. right. They will not win another one. There is no way that they get out of this Russell Westbrook deal. There's no way. Yeah, they're um, stuck. Yeah. I just look at all those guys that were on that roster having success elsewhere. Um, and I'm not saying that those teams are going to win a chip either, but I'm saying, like, those 
if they didn't if they didn't take Anthony Davis, right? And LeBron went there, and then they have all those guys that were on that team. The Caruso, he stays, and you keep Trez, and you play him, and you get Brandon Ingram, and you don't get rid of Lon. Like, what does that team look like now? At this moment, probably better, but you know, at the end of the day, confetti dropped. They held up the Larry O'Brien. I think mm-hmm. they're good. I don't think they're going to regret it. Yeah, what I they're probably going to regret is little things here and there. Um, like right. um, trading for Russell Westbrook. I think they'll regret yeah. that. Um, signing DeAndre Jordan. I think they'll regret that. Who? Yep. <laughs> DeAndre Jordan. <laughs> but I just, I think at the end of the day, man, like if the Bulls sold out, won a title, and then were terrible for three years, you'd be happy. Yeah, for sure. If the Bengals would have won against the Rams and then they're, be- they're four and 13 next year. I don't care. You'd be happy. Right. Yeah. So, I I mean, I get what you're saying, and I think it's a really fashionable thing. Pelicans fans make me laugh because they think they won the trade, but this is their first playoff appearance since Anthony Davis left. So, I don't know, man. Josh Hart's not there anymore. You got him in that trade. Lonza's not there anymore. You got him in that trade. Brandon Ingram's been tremendous. Don't get me wrong, but. Yep. Now you have Larry Dance. You could have got him in, I guess. In no, he was in Cleveland already at that point. So mm-hmm. disregard, disregard. Um, <laughs> yeah. Let me ask you guys real quick too. So obviously mm-hmm. we talked a bit about uh, we're starting to see some of the awards roll out of who's winning what, and we talked already about Rookie of the Year. I think we're all okay with that. Um, Marcus Marketing Defensive Player of the Year. Here's what I'll say about it. I don't know if I necessarily would have picked him. And not a slight against him because I thought Mikael Bridges was awesome. Oh, I'm Bridges. I was Team Bridges all day long. Yeah, I'm the same way. But I will say it's awesome to see a wing or a perimeter player finally win it again. Yeah. Yep, I would agree with that. It, that that was definitely good to see. You know, um, since they haven't, I mean, Rudy Gobert's pretty much had that. Him and Draymond have had it kind of. Yeah, kind of on lock. So it was good it was to like see that a perimeter Jamal player. Crawford, Lou Will, six man of the year trade off for like ever. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. <laughs> so no, it was definitely good to see uh, a wing perimeter guy win that award. So because for a while there, you just never thought it was going to go back that way again. It was just always going to be Rudy Gobert, like for I know. the next. And to be honest with you, he never honest it again. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. honest could have won it this year too. Yep. I would have put my money on Draymond had he not got hurt. Same. Same. He was locked in. He was on another yeah. level. I think they're gonna win it. I really do. I, I know. Then we're, gonna have to, we're gonna have to look we're gonna have to look into the corner of this guy right here. <laughs> I think yeah, I think somebody else predicted that too. I, I, <laughs> That'll be the next shirt. Ben Brown yeah. called it. Yeah, I caught it. We'll put it in Warriors colors. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. I just think they're, they're just so uh-huh. dynamic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't really. I I thought it was cool a wing guy wanted. I wish I thought it should have been Mikael Bridges, but I'm okay. You know, I'm yeah. not. And then, um, jaw getting most improved. So obviously he was, you know, the man, and he's incredible. Mm-hmm. And my nephews are watching NBA basketball now because they love John Morant, and it just warms my heart. I love it just so let, much. Just let them braid their hair now. 
then you'll be good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but I didn't think he should have been on the most improved player ballot because I think that's like not a slight of sophomore. Man. No, it's freshman to sophomore. Like that's that's the growth he's supposed to show. Yeah, like this is his third season. Yeah. Um, and you, I mean, look, I mean, Memphis was the freaking two seed. Yeah. Like, John Morant should have been an MVP candidate. Yeah, he was phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah, he was phenomenal. I mean, even he was like, I gave it to Desmond Bain. I thought he deserved it. Like, yeah, that was cool. No, um, no, yeah. I really thought Darius Garland should have won it. I th- yeah, I would. The step I would he took this year was amazing. Yeah. I don't yeah, even think he was he a candidate. Was... Mm-mm. I mean, he was an all-star this year. He was super He was. <laughs> yeah. He absolutely was. <laughs> yeah, my I was I was kind of thinking um DeJounte Murray was the guy I wanted to go with. That's a good one too. Um, Love him. I thought he took a huge leap, you know, mm-hmm. going from a I would can say like towards the end of last year to being the guy on the Spurs. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I think he's I think he's tremendous. I'm a big fan of his. Um if he was a bull, I would probably have his jersey. <laughs> yeah. All right, so we have one series for sure, I guess two series for sure set in stone. Let's just go and call it what it is at this point. Yeah. Um so let's talk real quick about Boston. I mean Boston and Milwaukee. Um two versus three, defending champs. They're without Chris Middleton for the series though. Um, Boston defensively has been super locked in, like we talked about. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jason Tatum has taken yet another leap. Um, just superstardom all over that guy. When you guys look at this series, what do you think about it? Where does your head go? Like, how do you feel about this matchup? To me, it feels like I, it's a seven-game series. I, I feel oh, like yeah. Boston has. I feel like Boston has the one up right now, just because of. Middleton not being there. Um, and I think Boston has the guys that can attempt to try to neutralize Giannis in a way, putting some big bodies on him. And they the way they switch and they run. And Boston's a problem. They're, they're a matchup nightmare on offense. Like, for sure. You have two guys on the floor to guard Brown and to guard um, Tatum. Like, it just, I don't know, man. Like, I didn't expect Boston to be this, like, this way in the second half of the season they like came out of nowhere and just started throttling everybody and uh, i think this is the team that everybody wanted to see the last few years with boston and really what i think you see is just the maturity of those two young guys on the team they figured it out finally how to play together they one of them took control of the team and basically said it's my team and then you got that veteran leadership with guys like smart and bringing horford back and um like I said, Robert, the emergence of Robert Williams in the paint. I mean, they they just they they kind of have a complete team, so to speak. They really do. Yeah, I, w- I would agree with that. Um, the loss of Middleton will be huge. Um, just not only not only scoring, but another defender. Um, you know, because you you look at matchups. You know, you look look at Tatum and and Giannis. You look at Smart. And Drew. Um, and Drew. So, like, you you look at these matchups, and Middleton is that guy that could have matched up with with Jalen Brown. He could have matched up uh, with uh, with another guard, uh, and he could have been a mismatch on the other end too. So, um, him not playing is going to be is going to be huge. Um, but I, you know, 
Josh brought up a good point. I think the Celtics are so locked in defensively. I think, I mean, I, I, I of course, I think it's going to be a seven game series. Um, but man, the X factor is always Giannis, right? I mean, Giannis is going to be the guy that's, that's, you know, he's going to get his points and he's going to get his rebounds and he's going to score and he's going to do all the things that he does defensively. I mean, he's kind of like the energizer bunny. Um, but you know, you've got to find, you know, is it going to be Drew Holiday? Um, who's going to be that next person to step up? Apparently, it's Grayson Allen. I was going to I say. Pains <laughs> me to say it, but <laughs> he's un. Oh God, he was unbelievable in the Bulls series. So good. Yeah. I hate it, but I'll show you guys. Yeah, got to give the devil its due, man. No pun intended. Yeah, he was tough. Yeah, I mean that's the other thing too. Is like if he gets hot, he can easily win a game for them. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, I, I'm with you guys, though. I, it pains me to say it, but I think Boston's the better of the two, um, especially without Chris Middleton. I think the way Tatum and Brown have been able to play, their supporting cast has been coming in. Like Aaron, I mean, Daniel Tice is like playing good minutes at times, and Al Horford's there, mm-hmm. um, you know, battling for the boards every night. And it's like they're obviously just kind of on a different level right now. Yeah. And they're coming off a high, you know. They did beat just beat Kyle Irving. I mean, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. Um, mm-hmm. You know, what does Grant Williams give them? What does Derek White give them? Those are things going to play a factor in this. Um, so, yeah, I I think it goes seven. I think it's a fight, but I think Boston yeah. wins. So you're saying Boston seven? Yeah. I, w- I would say Boston seven as well. Yeah, and Philly has officially moved on. So, Josh, do you want to give your prediction before we break down Philly and Miami? Uh, that's a tough one, man. It is a tough one. I I, I think that one goes seven. Yeah. We're all in agreement. It, I think it goes seven, and I think we're going to see Miami and Boston in the finals in the Eastern Conference. Unless Harden, unless Harden shows, if James Harden just attempts to show up for a game or two, I think that Philly can win. If he doesn't show up, like I don't think Maxi has it in him. Um, as these series get deeper and deeper, and you start playing better teams, I mean, he's he's still too young. Um, yeah. Get him some experience, he'll be fine. But Philly lost so much in that trade to me, man. That they lost a lot of their firepower and their bench and their like lose, losing Drummond and Curry hurt them a lot, man. They really did. Why the hell in a blowout was James Harden playing forty-two minutes tonight? I they just won by thirty. And Maxi played forty-four. Probably <laughs> oh my to, god! They're probably trying to find their game, man, or at least Harden. He's probably trying to find his game. Secret guy to keep an eye on if you're in this Philly Miami series, Paul Reed. That kid's gonna. He is vicious on the boards. Yeah. Vicious. Um, yeah, so obviously now we know Philly, Miami, um, two really good defensive teams, so this could be boring for non-regular basketball fans, but for us, we're right. going to love every minute of it. Absolutely. Um, I feel like this is a for the, for the first time in a, in a while where I feel like the top four teams in the, in the Eastern Conference are playing – and they're all fairly comparable to each other as far as like you kind yeah. of don't. So like 
the one team is not a clear favorite, you know, to win a series because those teams were so close all year long. They all held number one spot in the East at some point um, late in the season. And I just kind of see that they could go either way on either on in either series. Yeah, I agree. It's uh, it's really just an interesting dynamic how equally competitive they are. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, man. Um, you know, for me in this series, like I love Miami. I think they're awesome. Spo is the man. Um, Doc Rivers is the ultimate chokester, and he's probably thinking about next year. <laughs> God bless his soul. Um, but. With Butler and Lowry battling injury, mm-hmm. and even if he just kind of shows up, if James Harden is a shell of himself or like a little bit of James Harden from Houston, I think Philly wins the series. Um, I think Embiid's so, just playing too high of a level. So what? What? So why is James Harden not playing at James Harden level? What? What what are you seeing as far Oh no, I'm as sorry like... he is. It's the playoffs. You're right. It's playoff James Harden showing up. <laughs> so regular season James Harden, I'll say that. So so is there some is it is there something where it's not a good fit in Philly or is it just I, I don't know. I mean I, think a lot I, of I mean of course Embiid is still. the man though. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder like if he's comfortable. I wouldn't say he's not comfortable taking a back seat to Embiid. Because it seems like he does like playing with him, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, building that camaraderie is still kind of happening for this team. Yeah, so I think that kind of plays a factor as well. Um, but you know, like it's, it's James Harden. You know, I not my favorite player in the world by any stretch of the matter. But what? Yeah, when he, <laughs> when he turns it on, it's hard to stop him. Yeah, he's and, tough. You know, he's going to have Jimmy Butler guarding him in this series quite a bit if Jimmy Butler can play. And Kyle yeah. Lowry's gonna be guarding him. So if he can play, like that's the biggest thing for me, man. The Heat are not—they're not healthy. I mean, right. as much as Jimmy Butler, I mean, as much as Jimmy Butler's trying to fight through it, Kyle Lowry's coming off injury. Those those two aren't healthy. Um, Philly is the healthier team, um, but they're not the deeper team. So yeah. uh, you know, uh, it's it's hard for me to say. I hate going against Spolstra because he's such a great coach. So I, I, I don't want to say that the Heat don't, you know, won't win the series because I do love Spo. Uh but man, you brought up a good point. Embiid is just playing at just a, a different level. Um, well Embiid Embiid also has that thumb injury. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. But he also had 33 and 10 tonight. So I don't know how much that thumb injury is going. I don't know how much that is going to. Here's the thing with me about Miami, if they're healthy. You know, even even though Kyle Lowry is kind of small, um, you look at their lineup and you go him and Butler and um, even you bring Oladipo in, you got Bam. I mean, these guys can switch on defense and they can move around. So, like, there, you're going to see a point where Bam's probably guarding James Harden, like if they get on the switch, and they're okay, and they're okay with that. Yeah, they feel like he moves good enough that they're okay with that. Um, their issue might be trying to handle Embiid down low because they don't really have the size for that. But I think that they swarm so much on defense, like they could get to him on a double team so fast and still get back out and rotate around and and make them take bad shots, and then we may even see. 
Miami go to that zone that they like to use sometimes and try to f- switch it up on them a little bit. So, mm-hmm. like I said, I, I just don't know. I, yeah. It's, I'm ready it's to watch some a, good basketball. Yeah, it's such a close matchup. I just have to lean having the team that has the two best players in the series. I just and I'm not giving up. I'm not going to give up on Giannis until they lose because they're the champs. So yeah, I agree. Yeah. I'm the same way. Um, so I think I'm going to go. Yeah, I think I'm going to go Philly. I'm going to take the Sixers in six. But if we're here at mm. the end of the series and I go, huh, Doc Rivers did not make any any rotations or make any adjustments at, in the, the second half, and they lost all those games, I'm going to go. Yeah, that's about right. Hey, yeah. I know Philly. I know Philly won tonight. I was just waiting for Doc to be the first coach to blow a three-zero lead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you go top off. You go top off blowing multiple three-one leads with a three-zero lead, huh? That's a good point. Go out in spectacular fashion. <laughs> Burn it down. <laughs> <laughs> well, funny. I mean, we're pretty much set for the next round. Barring yeah. what happens in this Phoenix game, which New Orleans is up one right now with a few minutes to go. Oh no, Phoenix just took the Phoenix, lead three minutes ago. Yeah. Phoenix is up one, and we Holy. haven't even talked about how bad Utah's been <laughs> because we don't want to. Dumpster fire. Yeah, Quinn <laughs> Schneider says he's not interested in the Lakers job because they handled Frank Vogel. He might need to take the Lakers job. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I know my man's got coaches getting indicted. and <laughs> <laughs> Donovan Mitchell looks all the way out. He just looks like he is like, yeah, he's I'm done. I'm done. The hell with yeah, this. Yeah, he's done. Yeah, you know what's crazy in that series? I know we I know we don't really get into it, but they look so much better when Whiteside was on the floor when they were playing the other night as opposed to Gobert. And uh, <laughs> I was like, just leave him out there, man. Just leave him out there. Just like he's bringing some energy to the floor that's a little – just leave him. Yeah. Nope. My boy Gobert was five five feet from the basket and wouldn't shoot it. Yeah, and then he like says, like, I just get this unfair treatment from the media. It's like, no, it's not unfair anymore, dude. When you've done this <laughs> on end, yep. like this is yep, this is you know, this, this is, is becoming are. yeah, this is who you are. Like this is this is who you are. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, all right, dudes. Um is there anything else we want to touch on before we get out of here? Anything you guys think we need to discuss or um anything you want no, to touch I, on before we get out of here? I think we're good. Oh yeah. This, this uh, game's coming this game's coming down to the wire. Phoenix and Devin Booker just airballed horribly. I mean, other than the fact that side note, Ben, um, Ohio State just got two receivers in a draft back-to-back picks. And then oh, Jameson yeah, Williams that. got taken. Former Ohio State guy that went to Alabama. Mm-hmm. What a wide receiver room that is. Incredible. Yeah. Hey, so, uh, Zach Taylor, um, just in case you guys were wondering, said um, if 31 rolls around and there's a quarterback sitting there, we're going to pass. You don't say. <laughs> Why would they do such a thing? Duly noted. <laughs> Just letting you know. Well, thank you all for tuning in. We definitely appreciate it as always. Um, I know we're kind of working on a strange schedule right now, but life's hectic for all of us. Um, so yeah, check us out. Forty-eight minutes basketball network on all of your podcast subscriptions of choice and YouTube. 
Um, also, go to 48 Minutes Basketball Network.merchmake.com. Get yourself some teas, some sweats, yes. all the cool jazz, and more. Um, thank you all for tuning in. Have a good night and uh, keep enjoying the playoffs. We'll be back next week. Yes, sir.